like that you are on that. Um, and you know what, man? I'm so into Zeppelin and some of the British rock and roll and their influences. Yeah. And it, it, it all, you know, I know enough to know that those guys were all coming to America and they were watching guys like B.B. King well, and Muddy Waters and they're spending time in the South. And, and that's where rock and roll is birthed from there. They took that and put their own twist on it, you know? Well, here's the thing, bro. These dudes, okay, these dudes, all right. The British invasion is nothing other than the American invasion brought back to us. Because this, it was so racist at the time here in the States that these black dudes, the only way that they could get any fucking um, real moolah was to go to England and Europe and play those venues, right? And they, and they did. And those cats, just like you said. We're all showing up over there watching. Eric Clapton actually played with B.B. King when... When he was a cream? When he was... Which, when he was just a cream in his dad's pants. Eric Clapton was a nobody. He was the only... And he learned from B.B. King and he adopted B.B. King's style. There's a story about Eric Clapton. Have you heard that story of Eric Clapton and fucking um, Jimmy Page? No. Both being in New York and going to hear... I think it's Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix play. And then they both headed back to England and started recording shit. Yeah. There's a famous story yeah. where they both got yeah. there to see it and yeah. they both hopped on planes and was like, yeah. this is what we got to do. Yeah. They went back. You know that, right? You've yeah, heard I, that? I actually read that in Jimi Hendrix's biography. biography. Yeah. And I'll tell you something. Jimi Hendrix. That, that, you're talking about the birth of that shit. Bro. Listen, Jimi Hendrix was also taught and learned from B.B. King. Believe it. And so all those dudes, all that guitar shit you hear, Joe Walsh played with B.B. King. Crazy. Right? Russell, Leon Russell played with B.B. King. Uh, Frank Sinatra was friends with B.B. King. He was one of the first blues guys to get established in Vegas. What do you, let me ask you something. He was a gambling fiend too. That whole... The whole jazz thing that kind of came prior to that. Yeah. The 20s, 30s, Bird Parker and, and, and you know, Billie Holiday. And Chet I, Atkins. I, I, man, dude. Okay. Art Pepper, who was in Synanon. Art oh, yeah. Pepper, the Dizzy jazz. The SB, all these guys, right? Right. He was in Synanon. Those dudes, mm. that heroin was so prevalent, man, back in those days in the jazz, Harlem days, man. Yeah. Crazy, brother. Bro, all of these people, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of famous jazz people that went through Synanon to kick heroin on the kicking couch. Absolutely. But you know what? In the biography, B.B. King tried it once. Oh, really? He, he played a gig in New York. Right at the I want to say it was it was one of the not the Apollo, but it was one of the big fucking theaters over there, whatever. Right on the Chitlin circuit. All right. 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 Green book, playbook, whatever the fuck that movie is. 
And B.B. King went over there and he did it. And now one thing about B.B. King was he was a fuck master. This dude was fucking bitch. Every woman he married knew that the dick was on rent. Right. Right. I won't. And he, in public, he didn't. He didn't embarrass anybody, but they knew. And he had a book about as, 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 as thick as fucking Schmitty's fingers full of women in all different towns that were ready to fuck long before Tinder. There's Tinder. He probably would have wiped his ass with Tinder. Right. Okay. So he is fucking all these bitches. And finally one in New York got him, right? It's like, yeah, let's go. And he goes. And, she, and as they're getting ready, she pulls out the rig. And he's like, what's that? And she's like, I'm going to you know, get my blah, 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 blah on. Think so. Yeah. yeah. So he tries it. He blacks out. Right. And he shows up to the gig with his pockets all turned out, shit stolen, fucking yeah. tie ripped off, right. out of breath. And the guy handed him and said, what the fuck are you doing? If you fuck with that heroin shit. And back then, B.B. King was still a southern idiot. Right. Like a farm boy. Idiot. Yeah, he didn't know the city. You know? He didn't know the city. And that was the only time he did it. He never over drank. He drank. He smoked a little bit of weed. And that was it. He did not go crazy. His vice was Keno. He would fly to, when he was making coin, he would fly to Vegas every night, lay a bunch of Keno bets, and then come back. And he must have lost $40 million in Keno when they calculated it all out. Guy was a betting fool. In fact, he lost his road manager because the road manager couldn't stand to watch him lose all that money. Drove him nuts. That's a true fucking story. But the craziest thing is, right, so when you read about B.B. King, and he never played this down. He had like 18 kids from 18 different women in different 18 regions of the world, right? And they followed him around and he never contested paternity. And his dad, Albert King, I think was his name, was a real quiet, hard, southern black man, right? And he would never be like, I love you, son. And he'd just say, you all right? And B.B. King would be, yes, sir. He called his dad, sir, all the way until his fucking dad. Yeah. Uh, and he go, all right. That was about as good as you were going to get from the dad, right? And when he said that when women, so his dad gave him this advice about pussy and kids. Dad said, if a woman comes up to you and says, you're the father of the child, the only question you got to ask is, was you up in there? If you was, you're the dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story from the fucking Vagary and BB King so he said yeah I'm the, fa I'm the father to all these people and, they, and he paid school he did everything right fucking gentleman but but one thing that didn't come out until after he was dead and this biography comes out was that his sperm didn't work these were none of his biological children and he knew it and he didn't contest it. it. I think it was part of his blues legend and part of his being. Wow. Wow, dude. And why didn't his sperm work? He confided to the doctor. There was three episodes. Number one, when he was maybe like 15 and working on the farm, he was bent over doing something and a big horned ram from like half an acre away just fucking ran and fucking popped him right in the, his butt and balls so hard that it ripped up his pants and ripped his testicles out. 
And it, we're talking in a time in the deep south, Mississippi, where hey, it's not like a walk-in clinic down the road. Oh, dude. So they just laid him up in the bed with swollen, bloody testicles and put Hoping like, he didn't die. Yeah. Put some tree sap on it, whatever. Fucking shit healed after two months, whatever. He's trying to fuck bitches all over the place, even then, right? Like he'd go to church, and he only reason he went to church was because he knew that the, the, all the women were there just in the night. And he fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, he was trying to plug, boy. <laughs> and I understand. So, second thing is, right? He got. I understand. I do. He got the mumps. And when you get the mumps back then, and it goes like untreated, it can also fuck up your fertility. But they didn't know that back then. Right. All right. Final thing, right? The holy trinity of impotence. <sighs> but I don't, even, I don't even know if I can tell you this. He gets gonorrhea at 21. Hmm. Okay? The clap. He goes to a country doctor because his testicles are swollen. I mean, we're talking like cantaloupes. And he tells the country doctor, he's like, I, we, I don't know what to do. The country doctor says, well, we got to drain him. We got to drain him. So he takes B.B. King, king of the blues, father of many children, takes him in his swollen nutsack out back, the country doctor's home, where there was a stump. Has B.B. King put his swollen, gelatinous nuts on the stump and then raises a huge book and just, bam, brings him right down on his swollen testicles because that's how they used to drain testicles back then. (laughs) B.B. King blacked out, passed out, (laughs) probably got PTSD. Yeah. Kept that shit a secret <laughs> for a long time till he finally could tell his doctor later in life what happened and why his swimmers weren't working. Oh, boy. Imagine that. That's, so this guy, right? I mean, all right, he played. He, hmm. Sean right now, I'm in pain. Yeah, I'm in pain he, he's man. in pain. His Fuck eyes are squinted closed. He's got his forehead on his forearm. Do you remember? Do you remember they, that? Do you ever seen somebody who would get like a little calcium deposit? Not. No, you never seen those. You've what seen is those, that? Right? What is that? What do you mean? It's weird. It's like a little calcium deposit, and it grows a little. It looks like there's a marble right on your wrist. It usually ends up right here. Okay, people get them sometimes. And I remember my sister got one on her hand, and my dad was like, "Oh, it's a it's calcium deposit. The only way to fix it is you gotta crack it. You gotta hit with a with a book." Wow. So my, my sister was like, no way, no way. So she did all sorts of shit, and the thing wouldn't go away. And it was like this bump, lump, dude, right there. And then finally my dad convinced her, oh, you got to do this. The only way it's going to get ready. So she's like, oh, man. And my dad took a dictionary and fucking oh. hit that thing, dude. And, dude, right when he hit it, like, nothing happened. It did not go away, right? Oh. My sister was like, ah, tears. <laughs> ah, it worked. Next morning, she wakes up, gone. Wow. Gone. So in the old days, they were kind of like, it was kind of stuff like that. I like know. You got to break it. You got to break it open and let it drain. I mean. Hey, look at He lived. 
I mean, dude, not only did he live, but he went on to become one of the most prolific, greatest musicians of all time. But I just, you know, in my mind, right? And then maybe I'm biased, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But if you go to a doctor about your dick shit and he's taking you out to a stump, I don't need, I don't, whatever you got, there's nothing good can come from a stump. There's no medical thing that's possibly good from a stump. As soon as I see, put your balls on a stump. I'm not following that. Like I already know what, there's nothing. It's not put your balls on the stump. Let me, you know, pour a nice oil on your, on your junk. No. There's gonna be some smashing, and if you don't smash know, and grab, and if you <laughs> smash and pass out, and if you don't know, like if you can't see that train coming, then you deserve to get hit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, buddy, you don't. You could be the president of the United States. I am not putting anything of my testicles on a stump. No, no way, no sir. That. Don't need that. So. Those that might be for me from the BB King thing. That might be, but yeah, Robert Johnson. He played with Robert Johnson. He learned from Lonnie Johnson. He fucking he fucking he dude. His driver was uh, Bobby Bland. His driver, like Bobby his, Bland. Yeah, his kid driver. He fucking hung out with Frank Sinatra. He fucking dude. He met two presidents. Right. He's the only he was the first blues man um, to be invited to the White House. He fucking he was around for so long that he got money, lost money. He's pretty much like I mean, Willie Nelson is the BB King of country. That's how I'll say it. Willie Nelson is the BB King of country. BB King's not the Willie Nelson of blues. Willie Nelson is the BB King of country. Yeah, B.B. King, and his real name was Riley. He was also one of the first black DJs. He was also, um, uh, I don't know, man. This guy had so many firsts, bro, in a time when nobody was listening to anything by black people and white in the white crowds. It was a, it's an amazing story because he couldn't even play all that good. Do you know who else was one of the guys that carried his bags and did shit for him? Ike Turner. Like every single guy you've ever heard in the music industry. Cross paths with BB King. Yes. Everybody from Mick Jagger on down to Ike Turner. That's how important this dude was. And he was kind of like a pretty humble dude all the way through. Same guy, same whatever. No blue eyes went to his fucking. Uh, eventually he had like like House of Blues but it was B.B. King's fucking House of right, Blues right, right, right. right? a bunch of those uh, old I, re- I, I, I remember B.B. King's House of Blues right I remember that right I, I almost want to say that the whole House of Blues B.B. King was either part of it from the gate or he dude knew, I'm telling you bro that he, he was a piece of that and there was a room dedicated to B.B. King in the House of Blues, that either the stage or the lounge was named after B.B. King. Listen, he he <clears throat> knew, I think his name was Charles Franklin. He knew Aretha Franklin's dad. This dude knew, this dude crossed paths with every motherfucker That's that ever crazy. had talent in the goddamn industry. White or black. And he's one of the first blues guys to go to Japan. And I mean, when he when you hear him tell the stories about Japan, it uh-huh. sounds a lot like what Estevan and you were saying about Cypress Hill. Hell yeah. He said that these fucking Japanese people would just sit 
in a fucking seat quietly in between takes. And then as soon as he was like done, they would clap and, and loud and then they would sit quietly again. And he was the first blues guy to go to fucking Soviet Russia and do a whole tour in Russia. Like real Russia. I don't know, man. I, Dude, not only did he play prison, but that was a, a routine thing. He had a ton of prison shows. And in fact, one of his children was in prison and sat in the audience to one of the prison shows yeah. that he played. Yeah. Yeah, B.B. King, it's called B.B. King of the Blues, which is how he's always introduced. B.B. King, da-da-da-da-da. You know what? I'm going to play a couple of fucking, and, you know, Blue Eyes, you can fucking not play it, play it, whatever you want to do, yeah. but you should put, put this. Blue Eyes, you can do whatever you want. All I'm trying to tell you is, is that I knew that um, he was good. I just didn't realize how important he was. Look at this. Listen to this one. He said that he could hear a voice in his head. The whole idea of somebody being able to sing through the guitar, he, he, he started that shit. He said as a second voice in his head. Oh, bro. Yeah, man. Back when... Hell yeah. You see old blue eyes? He doesn't overdo. No, man. Don't bring that book down on my balls. No way, bro. Mm-mm. Books are for reading, not for bleeding. Hey, books are for reading, not for bleeding. Hey, blue eyes. Do you think this is overly produced for BB King? What are your thoughts? You're a music man. It's perfect. He's, he's got a lot of good albums. Let me uh, go through some of his albums, too, for you. All right. I mean, let me see his... Uh, I'll tell you what some of the best ones are. B.B. Uh, King, Completely Well. That's one of his top albums. Uh, let me tell you something, man. All you groovy cats out there. Uh, he's got so many albums, but How Blue Can You Get? That's a good one. Um, he was one of the only guys that went and played for the Ali Kumbaya fucking Zaire fight or whatever the fuck that was. He was one of the only dudes that actually played that when a lot of other people fucking. First blues man to be on Ed Sullivan. Most people don't know what the fuck. Live and well, bro. Live in Cook County Jail. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let me, let me get you a couple of ones that I think, personally, that I listen to that I go, man, this fucking dude is the best. Uh, I mean, everybody knows this, right? No, not this one. Fuck this one. No, this one. Live and well, the real one. 
Let me see if I can pull a couple of other it's ones. Gone away from me. Let me see if I can pull a couple other ones on here. Live from the Regal, bro. The Let me see if I can pull that. Live from a Regal is another great album by him. If you really want to learn something, I mean, you know, you could still stay stupid. If you want to, I won't. You're giving up way too much game, bro. Nah, come on, bro. I got so much game that I have to give it up. I really can't keep it all because there's just too much. Every time I tell you about what I'm doing, you know what I mean? Every time I tell you, like, what I'm doing, it's like, it's just too crazy. Live from the Rigo. The other one that he did, which is good, um, problem with Spotify is it's hard to find shit sometimes. Do you ever find yes, that? Yes. Do you de- ever find definitely. that? Definitely. You, like you can't expand things and like keep them, keep your place. Right. You always it's have like, to kind of go into a tunnel. What's wrong? That. What is wrong with fucking Spotify? Like I like Spotify because how else are you going to access all this shit? But the flip right. side is, it's like. They need like a advanced layout type thing. Right. Yeah. They really do. So live at the Regal. That's a good one. Um, the other one that's good is Live at Cook County Jail. That's a great one. Um, oh, BB King Wales is a good one. Book, it's called Wales. This guy produced and made so much fucking music. Up. Up. Hey, hey. Yeah, what, boy, what's, what, Porky in the house, Porky in the house, yeah. All right, I'm going to turn this off. Oh, wait, 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 let's see what, I'm trying, I want to find you one, why, uh, don't do it yet, don't do it, bro. Come on, man. No, bro. How about this, let me see this one, live at the Fillmore, right, that's a good, oh, oh, bro. What's that one where he talks about Lucille? Oh, bro, that's Lucille. That's like his, that was his breakthrough. Fuck, that's a good track. When he did that one, that was like his breakthrough. That's uh, like on another level, bro. Right. It's like a story and he's playing, it, it's, uh, it's almost like a one-man routine, right? Like right, a, talk blues. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so let's see, good. I got that so one good. somewhere here. It's but. like a story, it's like a fucking blues track, it's... It's, it's, just it's everything. Yeah. It's got history. It's it's crazy. Right. Yeah, man. He fucking T-Bone Walker, Lightning Wolf, Stacks, motherfucker. Every guy you've ever heard of, it, he fucking absolutely T-Bone fucking. Walker. I mean, he's been he's been in all, he's he's handled all of them. And in fact, that dude Albert King was no relation and then tried to fucking Oh, here it is. Let me see. Let me see this. How about this, bro? Try this one on and then... Oh, uh, uh, no. Yeah, let's try this one on. Live at the Regal, if you're not Ladies stupid. Ladies and gentlemen, how about a nice warm round of applause to welcome the world's greatest blues singer, the king of the blues, B.B. King! Come on! This is how you would start, like, every show. Every day I have the blues. It almost sounds fake, huh? It sounds so good, it sounds fake. That his strongest, some of his strongest tracks are done live in front of the crowd, and the crowd's actually part of. 
He's got live at the Apollo, which is pretty good. Oh, dude, how about this one? Every day. That voice. I got. Every day I have the blues. Every day. I got to say something. Go ahead, please. I don't like horns in my blues. He didn't either. He did a little bit and he didn't. And the strings, when and when you're listening to some of the stuff that went on, right? Some of its producers... I'm sure it was like a big hall where they usually have like big bands. And they bring him in because he's going to draw that much, right? Right. And so they have the horns in to add a little flair or something. But man, How about he, 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 he doesn't carry need it. it on his own. Yeah, he doesn't need that shit. How about this? How blue can you get? Played with Joan Baez. He played with everybody, homie. He was. How many fucking decades was he around? He played with Bono and YouTube. That love comes to town. Hey man. Yeah, I just want I just want to let everybody know, you know. They don't call it hard luck for nothing, baby. Come on. Yeah, that bass is carried. Funny how you know it's tell your story. It's funny how go ahead. Oh blue, this is you, this is the blues in Old Blue. Out there. Yeah, come on. You listen to any other music, and right? That's right. You know they need those drums, but here That's right. you don't need no rhythm. That's right. You just need a timer. Give myself a drink. I gotta turn off everything I'm about to think. I just need to relax. I just gotta take it easy. I got one woman, but I need more easy. Hey, Pork. Hey, Pork, tell us your story, man. Get in here. Come on, Pork. Get on that mic and tell us your story, man. Tell it like it is, brother. Come on. My name is Pork. Oh, man. You know what? Go ahead, brother. Where am I at? Get in there. Get in there. You got a nice haircut. Come on, boy. Well, gentlemen, by the grace of God, man, uh, the Lord, uh, he, he, uh, he gave me another year. Today's my 60th birthday. Hey, happy birthday, man. So, uh, you know what? I, I, uh, I gotta say it. I gotta say that, uh, I call, I call him the big homie, uh, big homie in the sky. Yeah. Um, I call him the big homie in the sky. You know, and, and, and I, and I, and I believe deeply that, uh, that, um, 
that man up there has uh has given me the opportunity to live uh to live uh 60 years yeah. 60 years on this earth yeah. um yeah 60 years and too many tears i need my mic and, oh here we go and you know what it's 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 a it's a real trip man because uh uh you know a lot of people talk you like about like that you like that right there uh, <laughs> a lot of yeah, people. I got, you like that Porky right there? Yeah, I like that. A lot of, a lot of people. What are you, you, you pointing at, it's man? Not, it's, it's like uh, a lot of people talk about um, yeah. uh, the cats have nine lives, you know. Uh, um, hey, man, Porky's got 60. I think, I think pigs got more than that. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> they don't make bacon you know, from cats, bro. You, you want to go from That's the top? It. You want to go from the top? You want to go from the top? All right, let's go. Let's go from What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.